Welcome back to the Kyle Style Podcast. Be sure to visit uh, Kyle Style Design over at redbubble.com. Check out uh, some of the artwork. I've got a couple older pieces up, so new stuff available from the old backlog. Uh, get uh, Kyle's original art on shirts, hats, uh, book covers, prints, etc. And support the podcast and uh, get some original jiggy artwork. Anyway, get right to it here. This is, uh, calling this episode Lockjaw. And, uh, it literally relates to kind of how I've been feeling lately, right? Uh, took a little hiatus for a couple weeks here. Um, went over to Montana, went to my uncle's, uh, memorial. Um, so yeah, spent about five days, six days in the... Bitterroot Valley over there in Montana. If you looked at the last episode, the Roaring Lion Creek fire um, has kind of become contained, at least for the most part. Came down from the mountains there, pretty close to my folks' place, and it was a little nervous. They had to evacuate and grab their most valuable valuables and uh, hightailed it out of there and left sprinklers running. But uh, being over there, and one day we just kind of went driving around and went to see how close we could get to where it had been burned, and uh, you know came up a road. Was it uh, Lost Horse Road? I think, or no, Big Gold, Big Gold Road, eh, something like that. And there's actually a Ravalli County Sheriff just kind of hanging out on the road to. Uh, Make sure people don't go up there because the fire was still burning and you could still see smoke coming up from higher up on the ridges and stuff. But, uh, you know, stop and talk to him for a few minutes and we were right at where the fire had stopped. And you could, it, it took a minute to see because you think of it as this scorched earth kind of thing. But that's not really how it is when it moves really fast. Um, the trees were all still standing, right? And they were just all blackened. And it, you know, burns through the overgrowth and everything, or the undergrowth rather. Overgrowth? Undergrowth? Is that the same thing? I don't know. And burns through that really fast. So the trees were all burned and they'll probably all die, but they're all still standing. But uh, the, the uh, firefighters, the smoke jumpers, uh, they focused on structure protection. So basically they just go in and saturate everything with water, maybe put down that flame retardant stuff around structures, right? And they saved a whole bunch of houses and you could see just from the road there, um, you could see that there was, you know, yards and gardens and things that had been saturated and there's a house on a green patch of grass and it's surrounded by burning things and you know i thought about taking some pictures at least like some cell phone pictures but i i hate the way the, a lot of those turn out um you know they're not not very good quality pictures so anyways um see i'm already rambling um i was calling this lockjaw because i felt like i had podcast block and it's not really like podcast block per se it's like I have a whole bunch of ideas and some, you know, some outlines and things 
made up for a bunch of episodes. I need to finish the Visions of the Apocalypse series and kind of got hung up on the next one that's coming up and trying to do research and wondering, you know, how many pieces am I going to cover in this thing and how do I string this sort of narrative together and all these things. And then I'm thinking about other episodes that are totally different and then I had this, uh, you know, this trip back home to do and I wasn't really going to do any podcasting doing that, but that's more of just a vacation thing and I could squeeze in more episodes, right? and do a little more off-the-cuff, quicker ones, kind of like this one. But it just feels kind of sloppy, or it feels low. It's like low energy, low effort. And, you know, here I am. I'm looking at this, what, I'm about five minutes in already. And I feel like I haven't even said anything. Um, I haven't even explained the lockjaw thing properly. So lockjaw, it's it's not like block. I have a lot of ideas, but I'm, I'm sitting down to think about like, oh, hey, how am I going to approach doing this episode? And I'm thinking about key phrases I might say. I'm thinking about how I'm going to word it and uh, just kind of doing the actual performance sort of part, right? It's like I have to get a little animated, and I have to get a little uh, energetic, and put the effort in uh, voice-wise, and try to be coherent and everything, and I was just kind of like, ugh, just sort of no, no wind in my sails, so to speak, and I've even done this with a few of the older episodes that I've done. I've listened to them maybe a you know second or maybe a third time. I try not to. I'm not that much of a narcissist, but just listen to it and see if I make sense. You know, because it makes sense in my head, but then you know through the psych, my psychosis and my whatever mild autism or you know radical subjectivity that I have does it actually make sense when somebody else listens to it sometimes I'm like yeah I did that concisely uh you know to, it makes sense and then other times I'm like god damn that's almost cringy I'm like you know ranting and saying shit and then backpedaling from it and just ugh. so I guess uh this is how we learn right so I gotta focus my focus my linguistics and my verbosity and try to articulate complex things uh, as best I can. And and also feels like there's a lot of stuff lately. You know, like I said, I took this trip, but at the same time, there's just, you know, you got this election still going, and yeah, the Olympics going, and, you know, swimmers getting robbed, maybe, allegedly, maybe they didn't, they say they did, maybe they didn't, and uh, all this stuff just kind of keeps kind of bombarding my attention, and the, it's it might just be excuse making, you know, it's just like, oh, no, I'm tired, or oh, I, you know, oh, there's so much stuff, and uh, I'm confused, like, well, no, you just do the outline, and you do the podcast like you normally do, but, but anyway, lock jaw, so, you know, again, it's not like writer's block, it's like Kyle running out of words, and that's a strange thing, uh, I shouldn't, uh, I, I rarely have that problem, I mean, little chatty Kathy over here just talking, talking, talking. But, uh, 
man, you got conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton's health. And then, of course, as I think most, uh, I don't know, at least most most millennials seem to do, you end up uh, doing online debates and things. And online debates. I mean, you're you're shit posting on Facebook and arguing with people who probably aren't going to change their minds anyway, and they're probably not going to change my mind. But like my girlfriend will be like, "God, why are you still awake?" And I'm on my phone, and I have to be like, "Well, someone's wrong on the internet, and I have to fix it." Not that I'm going to fix them, but you you have to have some you have to have some kind of counterattack against nonsense that people are spewing out there and, and there's so many things that people spout nonsense about that I, I I can't even really address any of it it's always something gun control or it's uh, things falsely attributed to Donald Trump or it's whatever and like I said I don't necessarily like Donald Trump but people keep coming up with crazy things and saying that he said certain things that he didn't say whatever but yeah, so sorting through all of the nonsense and then maybe running into what uh, was it Stephen Pressfield called resistance in his book uh, The War of Art is that you're the, the quote from the beginning of the book that I thought was great is that it was easier for Adolf Hitler to start World War II than it was to look at another blank canvas and that's a great way to put it. It's that when you, you're trying to make something that you think is good and that you th- think m- uh, measures up to your standards and your intent and your vision, and then if you can't or you can't, you don't feel like you can now, well, then you don't start one. And, well, if you're not going to start one, then you can never improve, so then you might as well just go do something else. And so far, I've enjoyed doing these podcasts. I mean, sometimes it's a little stressful because I impose a deadline on myself, and I'm kind of stressed because I'm trying to make a self-imposed deadline that, you know, relatively small listenership is is clamoring for. I don't even know if they're clamoring for it. It's just a another podcast out there. But uh, yeah, you can get locked jaw. It's like I don't know how to start talking. So this episode is essentially just me starting to talk and hopefully in this obscure sort of maybe overly self-conscious or self-aware way, I can break the ice up, you know, and, and get back to get back to doing my more systematic episodes and, you know, get the get the wind back in my sails. So uh, if there's any loyal listeners, thanks for bearing with me on this one as I ramble about uh, Uncle Jack and forest fires and uh, writer's block and all this stuff. But I wanted to end, well, I guess we're going to end on that. If, if we end on it, we'll end on it. But uh, I, uh, So my Uncle Jack was a kind of a crazy Montana redneck, and he was a pilot, and he was like a silly guy. He was just funny. And he could fix anything. I mean, if, if it was made of parts, he could fix it. And he kind of had that attitude that you could fix anything with the right tools and enough elbow grease, right? 
and even when his uh, his heart was failing him, they implanted a, a, a what do you call it a defibrillator in his chest, and it zapped him when his heart would stop. It would detect his heart stop and it would zap him. So he was like okay with the with this concept because he thought of it as you know putting a putting a new carburetor on the engine. Just slap that thing in there and it'll zap the shit out of me and keep me alive. And he, you know, he th- he thought up until the end even that he could just get a heart replacement. You know, he was uh, seventy something. I forget his ex- exact age. I'm a bad nephew. Uh, his exact age, but seven in the seventies. And uh, he thought that he was just gonna get a heart transplant. They were just gonna cut him open, swap the heart out, you know, hook the hoses back up, and he'd be good to go for a while same way you do with a machine and you know in in some sense he's not wrong or he shouldn't be wrong it kind of could be that way if we if we were further along technologically or whatever but uh you know i was reminded of uh the time that when i was i must have been like seven and we lived on this airstrip crop dusting airstrip out in montana and i left my bike out in the driveway and i think i was told not to do that multiple times and then i did it again anyway and he ran my bike over and he might have done it on purpose if i'm remembering it right but i I was upset you know because back when you're a little kid your bike is you know your bike is your key to the world and uh I was upset, and I thought my bike was dead. It was like, ah, my bike's destroyed. But Uncle Jack was like, no, we'll fix it. We'll make it better than it was before. So we got the new brake, uh, you know, new brake lines and uh, pedals and reflectors. And, you know, I think I think the seat got wiped down. You know, got a new seat, maybe new handlebars on the thing. Did the whole thing. Got it up running again. And... I, I, I rode that bike again and we, we brought it back to life and it's like having that you know having that approach to life I guess generally it's just this pragmatic kind of thing where you go we'll get the parts and we'll put in the work and we'll fix it right but uh you know, people aren't bicycles, and they're not trucks, and they're not planes, and at least right now, we can't just swap out new parts and make it whole again, and, you know, I don't know what happened to that old bike, you know, I outgrew it, or, you know, we gave it away, or sold it, or something, but, uh, I'll always remember always remember bringing a broken thing back to life with my Uncle Jack's help and it's just a it's a kind of can-do attitude that you that I, I, I wish I wish I had more you know like like I said I get, get locked jaw about talking into a microphone and get kind of confused about what I'm doing just do it, you know, you got the tools, and you got the know-how, and you just get after it, and you make it happen, and it's one of those, it's one of those lessons, and 
you know, I'll always remember Uncle Jack. And, man, it kind of got dark. <laughs> Sorry about that. But anyways, I hope you're still listening to me ramble about nonsense. And uh, I hope that, uh, I hope I can break the ice up and get moving again on this thing. Because I've I've been have been developing a tiny little following, a little fledgling listenership, and SoundCloud followers and Twitter followers and such, and I hope to just continue doing this until I've got thousands of thousands of plays every new episode, hundreds of thousands, millions, you know, until I'm the number one in the world, I suppose. But. Uh, gotta sometimes you gotta I guess shave the yak is kind of the term but uh, I don't know maybe people can maybe people can empathize you know sometimes life happens right and you you are confused and you are uh, a little battered and there are a lot of things you have to do drove across three states for ten hours you know and through deserts and mountains and everything and get, uh, you know, both ways, you gotta do that twice, and, um, get out there to Montana, I had, fo- you know, focused on, you know, shooting some guns, and got my girlfriend shooting her pistol for the first time, and she liked it, and we shot a shotgun for the first time, we both liked that, and seeing family and everything, and, uh, maybe I'll post the picture here, I built some cairns, a little, you know, little cairns, not nothing too spectacular as far as cairns are concerned, which are like uh, you stack rocks up into like a little little tower. And some of these get really complex. I just got about maybe five or six rocks high from the uh, part of Roaring Lion Creek. Actually, the the creek bed by my folks' place is dry, so you just go down and there's round stones everywhere and you just stack them up. So I made a couple. Maybe I'll put that as the the picture on the on the blog post here but uh yeah in other news i passed a hundred thousand hits on my blog and i know that doesn't mean anything compared to other more popular blogs and things but it's been a continuous process i keep putting content up on it and i refreshed it a little bit with the design and everything in honor of a hundred thousand hits and i'm hoping to I feel like I should be getting paid, you know, I have like Google AdSense, but it just doesn't, you know, no one clicks on ads because they're smart, they're like me, I don't click on a goddamn ad, but uh, I feel like I should be able to get something more out of this traffic, you know, I should be able to get a penny a click or something, and then I'd have, what, a hundred dollars, or a thousand dollars, oh, fuck, math, anyway, I'd have some money. Right now, I'm not really getting nothing from it. Where I'm getting my money from is my GoFundMe for this podcast, as well as a little bit from the Redbubble store, because people keep buying my designs, and that makes me very happy. So I guess we'll we'll kill it there. Okay, we'll kill it there. Maybe I got through the lockjaw. No more lockjaw. We'll get back. We'll bring you some more visions of the apocalypse, and I'm working on uh, another little series here that is got a lot of research and it relates to you and well and me and you but all people and it's going to be uh i want to i want to shoot for almost a national geographic level uh and i'm going to try to do the try to do the sound effects and everything and do the production on those ones and make them 
uh, I hate to say authoritative. If Kyle Style can be authoritative, I want these to be authoritative. So here we are, about 20 minutes. Not bad for a sort of a filler episode of Kyle ranting and raving. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm done. Well, no. Uh, well, I'll tell you one more thing. So I, I went, went went down the creek bed. I went on a little hike down the creek bed. It's always fun to walk down a creek bed. You got to maneuver over the rocks, and it makes you feel kind of like a ninja. And I had my two uh, two nephews with me, and uh, they're, what, five and seven. And the five-year-old, he's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's kind of funny little kid. And... They, uh, you know, he needed help climbing over logs and things, but if I showed him how I'd climb over a log, then he would do the same thing. And I mean, I don't have kids, so I'm not around a lot of little kids, but uh, they're cool little kids, man. <laughs> like, maybe it's just because they're like my nephew, you know, they're like sort of like my little kids, but they're they're cool kids, man. I like it, I, I kind of dig it. Um, went to the went to the fair too, I haven't been to a fair in like. 10 years more more than 10 12 years 13 years maybe and I uh, went with the girlfriend and met up with my brother and the kids there they went on the rides I didn't go on any rides uh, they played some games and won surprises but they had they had something uh, they had dog jumping right they had uh, they had this pool and they would have this runway and the dogs would run down the runway and try to they would measure like the how far they could jump and they'd throw something down in the pool. If the dog could dive in and swim down, then they would swim down and pull the thing up. I've never seen that really anywhere, <laughs> never mind at a county fair. And some of those dogs were so excited to run and jump into that pool. I'm sure they were trained to do it, but they were just rearing to go. And some of them, man, talking, they cleared like 20 feet. 20. I think the the one dog went like 22 feet. That's like, you know, laterally, right? Just run down this runway and then jump and just and clear 25 feet or something. Jeez, that's fun. Um, but anyways, I'll I'll stop yakking at you now. Uh, help! Thanks for helping me cure my lockjaw and thanks for retweeting me. Uh, you know, tweet me questions at K Style Podcast. Uh, we're on Podcast Addicts, iTunes, Stitcher. You know, give me give me a rating, give me a share, give me a like, uh, follow me on SoundCloud, Twitter, etc. Go over to RedBubble.com, uh, Kyle Style Design, and check out the check out some of my designs. Pick yourself up a mug with some uh, beautiful original artwork on it, and uh, go to the GoFundMe page. Throw me a dollar, you know, a dollar an episode, something like that. And I'm gonna try to keep some of the entertainment rolling for your ear holes. All right. Thanks again. Bye.